she told us once that she went to an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert in the 70s. And I, and I was like, oh, cool. Did you ever call someone a jive turkey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep my faith. We on an ultra light beam. We on an ultra light beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is everything. This is everything. Deliver us serenity. Deliver us peace. Deliver us love. Yeah. We know we need it. You know we need it. You know we need it. Then we need you now. Pray for Paris. Pray for the parents. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. We on an ultra light beam. We on an ultra light beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. I'll see you guys on the other side. Zoop. We should all learn how to travel on the astral plane and we'll meet in, in some location. Yeah. How fucking we're, dope would that be, dude? If we really actually figured that out, if that was a real thing and we figured it out. And we were just I'd be like, like why do I look like this weird monster? <laughs> oh, shit. My astral body is crazy. <laughs> I was thinking that when I was when I was tripping the other day, when I was walking back, when I was on the come down, I was thinking, I was like, how weird would it be if like we all found our astral bodies, but then like one of us just had like this crazy, crazy thing that was like, so, like what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't realize you were a dragon this whole time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because it all has to do with your desires, so it would say something about like what you're desiring, the the type of body you choose. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Apparently, the astral plane, mm. your soul goes there, and it's completely uh, like free. It can do whatever it wants. You can imagine things by will. Everything's made of light, but it's not. Uh, and it's like everything on Earth is made of light. If you, if it's like slow down light essentially because yeah, of the yeah. Big Bang and all that bullshit, but. Uh, on the astral plane, it's all still light and it's very malleable and you don't drown if you go into water. You don't, you know, everything is beautiful and perfect and just how you would want it because you're creating it like very, like by will. You want to be six feet tall, just there you go. You just did it. You know, you're six feet tall now. It's crazy, man. But that's how uh, Yogananda describes it and it, how it is an autobiography of a yogi. So if we can figure out how to get there, meet up somewhere. Dude, imagine Is that, is that the whole escapades. point? Like, what what is there to do when there's no challenge? So let's just incarnate into this place where there is challenges and shit? I think so. I think it. I think that's why you take a human birth as a soul is, to, is that there's certain... You have to do work as a human being first to get to, like, deserve a place in the astral plane. Because the astral plane is like heaven. <coughs> it's like heaven. You know, and yeah. you're going to go there in some form or another after you, you die. Uh, and but you can go there now, which I don't <coughs> I'm so Weird. intrigued by this, man, because it doesn't make any sense. It seems like I can understand ninety nine point nine nine percent of of all of what they're saying, <coughs> because it feels so at home and it all cross connects and makes sense with everything else that I've ever learned. But then all of a sudden. Yogananda's talking about not even just Yogananda, but Sri Yukteswar, who is like, he's like a very logical, very logical type of person for being like a yogi. You know, most mystics they go like all the they or not most, but a lot of them go like the poetic route. Yukteswar is very like, you know, on the on the nose about things. But anyway, uh, he's talking about when you die. There's this that many planets in the astral plane, and this one means this, and that one means that. 
my bad. But so like, what is this place? Like, is that it? Is the astral plane a real thing? Like, could it possibly be? Because ninety nine point nine percent of no. what they're talking, everything else they say. If I just cut out the astral plane craziness, right? That that those parts that are specifically dedicated to that, everything else feels right at home. You know, the whole Babaji thing, materializing things out of nothing. That doesn't make sense to me. If we, I could cut all that out, the rest of his experiences, I can, being alive I can forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being alive forever. Like, I, if I cut that out, you know, it, yeah. that type of shit. Can't every, cut it out, though, man. You can't cut it it's, out, though. And that's that the whole point. What, that's what's, the whole point. It's like the thing that's like, it's like grinding at me. It's just fucking gnawing at me, and I have to figure it out. Well. I don't know the way it's not, I've it's not a thought bad about way. it. It doesn't feel bad, but it's like the, it's like a slow chipping away because I can try to ignore, I can try to cut those parts out, but I can't, and they're everywhere. <clears throat> well, well the, the thing that I always kind of considered as a kid was sort of that, like, we live in a reality that has specific laws, but that doesn't mean it's the entirety of reality. Like, it probably just consists within a much larger thing that that where there could be a place where like magic exists basically. I think yeah. I made this argument to you before but like in kind of a crazy way where it's like <clears throat> it's like all of our thoughts kind of exist on some realm. I used to think about this as a kid when I used to draw comics because yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to draw these characters and I used to think about hanging out with them because I didn't have any friends and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I uh <laughs> I, I always thought it'd be cool to like hang out with them and for them to be like, hey, you made us. Like, you're awesome. I love coming from your brain or whatever. I don't know. That was how I thought as a kid. That's the astral plane, man. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so for me, I always kind of wanted to thought about there. it. And I was like, well, it would make sense that they they probably do. It, it's almost like they exist somewhere and I'm sort of just bringing them into reality here. Yeah, that's the right. That's it, how it they It sounds crazy, it. but it's like. All that kooky shit could exist. All that like, like there could be like a cartoon world where Looney Tune rules apply, where like you slap down a little thing of black on the ground and somebody falls through a hole, you know, or you draw you draw a picture of a, a ramp on a brick wall and you can like run through it. Yeah, and I I was the way that I miracles approach that. Well, first it was Carl Sagan. I read Cosmos. My dad gave it to me when I was real little. I forget how old, but and I was reading the thing about uh, how there could be an infinite number of universes or the universe could be just expanding and collapsing uh, infinitely. So there's no, like, I was like, damn, that shit's crazy. So like anything that's possible will eventually happen if this thing just goes on forever because it's just constantly playing out different circumstances based on different, uh, like the, the, the force of gravity is a, is a fixed thing in our universe you know the electromagnetic force is a fixed thing up to a certain degree so like the certain fixed things happened in our universe and now it is the way it is because of those tiny little subtle things in the beginning uh so i always assumed up until even temple when i was talking to our mutual friend jeff welcome to conversations for our grandkids possibly welcome to conversations (laughs) for our grandkids i'm seamus he's adam keep going uh but what I came to to how I came to know or think about the universe is that there is either there are either infinite universes happening simultaneously or there's one universe that's happening infinitely over and over again, like expanding and collapsing. And uh, I, I thought a lot about that with uh, Jeff, our mutual friend, Jeff at Temple. And he also Jeff's a great mind, man. Jeff is a fantastic mind, fantastic mind. And he really broke down how the brain works for me in a very functional way 
to the point where we were talking about, like, I remember this too. I, I remember uh, driving home with my dad one time on the boulevard and I was looking, I was thinking about how our, from our DNA to our cells, each cell in our body, like it's, everything is happening automatically, essentially. You know, it, they're just responding to different levels of calcium in your blood, different levels of this and that. And, you know, are you bleeding? What do we do about that? Like every, But there's automatic triggers for everything. And it's just a very complex network of uh, alarms and sensors and, you know, things like that, that keep the everything going. But it, it really, you can almost explain every part of it by automatic action, by just responding to variables. But there's still this crazy paradox that we have as humans of free will. Because if everything is really just working mechanically and responding to different variables, then it has to happen in a fixed way, a very fixed way. It's just following laws and it's just happening at the, in the only, there's only one way that it could happen based on the physical laws. And so it's got to happen that way. And if you really extend that thought out, if you think about like uh, when you put ice in water, you never think like, oh, I hope this doesn't make the water hot. <laughs> you know, you know, ice cubes are going to make that water cold because it, that's like a, a law in our uh, yeah. world. Right. If you apply that out to everything that happens automatically like that, you can explain everything up to free will because free will doesn't make sense in that system. There's no room for it, really. But yet we have this sensation or this yeah. feeling of free will. And that's what confused me when I listened to a lot of these gurus because I sort of came to the con- assumption uh, when I when I, I had this experience where I was meditating and or, or it was when I was leaving your place one night uh, where I like sort of really, <clears throat> I guess, pictured in my mind the um, sort of like boundlessness, but at the same time, there is like a boundary to reality, I guess. Like everything that exists was exists within this thing. Like we're all sort of just manifestations of whatever the original uh, thing is, mm-hmm. um, and sort of that's sort of it's sort of self-contained too, in a weird way, where it's like uh, all of those things are, like I said, they're within this one sort of. You can't put your it's it's like some you can't put a category on that because it includes everything. I said this to my one friend, and he was like. Oh, that's this is what he said, which cracked me up because it was so like on the nose. He was like, "Yeah, that's that's too much for my analytical brain to handle." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, like the who says yeah, that? Who says that?" Okay, um, all right, dude. but but my problem, I guess, with with not my problem, but the the conundrum that I have now is that a lot of these gurus say that there is <clears throat> free will to a certain extent, um, mm-hmm. which confuses me because it doesn't feel to me like there is. And maybe it's one of those things where, like, there's that one guy that they asked, like, is God real? And he was like, yes. And then they came back and he was like, no. Or Buddha, vice versa. Buddha said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Buddha said that? I believe so, yeah. I, Damn, Buddha. Yeah, because they came up to him. They are like, yo, Buddha, is there a God? Because you're like a realized being. You know everything. And at first he said no. And then everyone went and was, or first he said yes. Yeah, I think you were right. First he said yes. Buddha is no. so lit. No, he said no first. He said no first. And then he said yes. Because they celebrated that there was no God for some reason. They yeah, were like, yeah, yeah that's what it was. that didn't make sense to me. I was like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be awesome if there was? Because then you'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, so I was right. <laughs> it all makes sense now, you know? Yeah. It's it's weird, man. I, I don't know I if they're... It. But here's the thing, right? That's a perfect example. I think... Uh... I think the way that I've come to think about it is... Um... Man, this is crazy. So... <laughs> 
like uh, if you think about if the universe is expanding and collapsing, whatever, or there's a beginning or an end or whatever, whatever, like you said, in the beginning, there was just one thing. And then all we call it the Big Bang. Something happened and it just started to become different things. Right. And is, is there space around that thing, though? That's what always fucked with me. No, no, like, no, no, no. It contains space itself. So our universe, yeah, so what is, our entire what is on... universe was like the size of a golf ball in the beginning. And it was just one thing <clears throat> in the beginning. Golf ball sized universe. Everything. Yeah, but universe. where is it? That's kind of what always fucked with me because I was like. It... It's everywhere. I, I, it, I can't is, imagine we... the, the borders or the boundaries, I suppose, of like if you put it in. in why, what is the point of this? It's not the size of a golf ball if it's whole. I don't know, man. That's crazy to me. I can't conceptualize that. I really have trouble with yeah, that. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's one of those things that it, it's something that you have to just think your way into. There's no other, you can't intuitively grasp what that means. You know what I mean? It, it just doesn't even, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Apply. Cause, cause yeah. like we're, we're used to judging sort of objects in terms of space, but there, but if it is, if it is space and includes all like, of the everything, area everything like as far <clears> as how can it have a size to, you know yeah, what i mean exactly and at that point the size even makes sense and yeah. part of string theory actually speaking of is that uh one of the theories is that the smaller you get there's this crazy effect with quantum theories and whatever i didn't really understand it but i was reading a book and this is what they said is that you could have uh it's kind of like a uh a reflection kind of thing where if you pass a certain point in size and you could fit an entire universe in the smallest piece of the smallest piece of the smallest piece of shit that is exists in our universe so our whole universe could be inside like a uh, uh, an atom somewhere in some other it's a universe. dude it's a dude pissing in a toilet and we're just one of the little beads of piss <laughs> exactly man exactly if you go small we've been enough, falling for billions us. of years you're just, just keep zooming yeah <laughs> oh man i can't wait for the great flush that's funny ah! so i think uh here's the thing i think um i think personally that the universe is happening mechanically and that is why a lot of the times you hear them say, it's your karma, you know, you just have to do it and work through it. You're still here because of your desires and that kind of stuff. And uh, you really don't have a choice about what desires you've chosen to do in the past or like give into or whatever. But yes. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you an experience I had the other day. <clears throat> As you guys know, I've been microdosing. Uh, I, I, yeah, but I had this. I, I did it the other day, and uh, it didn't. It didn't go as hot as the other two times that I've done it, where I had like amazing days. Look, I, I did it. I did it on a whim. I wasn't being respectful. I was just sort of like, oh, I'm just gonna use this to have a nice day. And it's like, well, you're gonna learn something about yourself instead. How about that, buddy? We're gonna we're gonna take a quick detour through childhood trauma. Uh, no, 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 not childhood trauma. But it did bring up some memories from my past. I've brought this up before, but the the memory of me, I remember I was sitting at, I remember sitting in a high chair, at my grandmother's old house. She had a house in Mount Airy, and I think there was like a fireplace. It was an old ass looking kitchen, like a really old looking kitchen. And I remember she gave me magnets to play with. And I was trying to push the the poles together that wouldn't attract, you know, like north and north. Mm-hmm. And it just kept bouncing off. And I was getting so 
<laughs> fucking mad. I still remember this, like to this day, just being like, oh, like I should be able to just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and 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 that is I still feel I still feel it, it just manifests differently now. But I, I when I was when I was kind of not tripping necessarily, but when I was going through this experience, that became kind of a solidified idea in my mind almost where I was like, okay, no, I'm feeling, it feels exactly the same as that. Exact. It's the same exact thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. I've been dealing with since then of yeah. like wanting to be able to control shit basically. Yeah. That you can't control and I can't control it. Yeah. Right. Man, I, I really have difficulty with this free will determinism thing because <clears throat> the thing I think, oh, fuck, man. Here's what, here's what I believe at this point. This is not, I can't prove this by thoughts. I can prove just short of it, but this is what I believe. <clears throat> I believe that as a human being, until you awaken, right, on, as a species on the planet, and you're like, whoa, like, who am I? Like, what am I doing here? You know, like, what the fuck is going on here? I need to figure out, like, what I'm doing here. If, if there's like a certain, up until that point, it's like purely just, desires running off in nature just fucking you know running its course nothing you can do all the animals are really just not they don't really have a choice they're just responding to shit you know uh i think humans kind of beat the system because evolution gave us our brains and our our capacity to be self-conscious um but then humans learn through, I think, just nature running off. Like once you give something self-consciousness, which is the fear with artificial intelligence, it's just going to make itself smarter and smarter and smarter and better and better and better. And, you know, phew, it'll take off exponentially. So that, I think, is what happened with uh, hu the human species or like, you know, our evolutionary path was nature gave us self-consciousness. This is sounding mystical now, but I'm just saying this in terms of like, you know, we had the, the bigger, the right brain size we were doing the we were required intelligent things to hunt our food you know we had to be really smart to get mates so we you know evolution gave us the brain but then some people figured out how to, how to use the self-consciousness part of it to keep like uh reflecting back about what's out there and what's in here and how does it relate you know and if you keep like bouncing it back and forth out and in and out and in and seeing like what's affected by what and how does this actually work and that kind of thing you can uh, like cheat the system and i think enlightened beings have free will they can do whatever they want and i think what we see on earth with enlightened beings is the fact that on the material plane like they call it like we're in material existence right now we've got these bodies and whatnot and we you know we're not free yet there's such a, a limitation on what's possible to change. The forces behind all of this, it's so powerful. Like it, it's all, it feels like you have no control over any of it. I think that's Dude, what it is. I'm just imagining like uh, when they say that, like a lot of these gurus talk about like identifying with the spirit inside, like the soul, basically. Yeah. I'm imagining it's just like <clears throat> we're in like a. We're in like a, a rehabilitation center where they're like, oh, these people have too much desire. We need to like have them work that out and some before they're ready to like come back into society. And then you have yes. like the enlightened beings who figured it out. And Babaji, he's just like, oh, you want me to you want me to live here forever? That's fine. He just puts the controller down and walks over. <laughs> <laughs> he's been getting a season like making a snack in the kitchen or something. He's like, yeah, I'm still there. Fucking who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is because the game is playing itself at this point. He doesn't really he. 
to make the kind of changes he wants, he knows exactly when he has to act and when he doesn't have to act. You know what you have to do. Baba G, let us know. Baba let G. us know. Appear to us. Ah! I used to do that shit too when I was in high school. I used to be such a shitty atheist, man. Like, <laughs> it's not that being an atheist is inherently shitty, but I was a shitty atheist in that I was like aggressive and not really. I think what it is is if you're not if you if you don't feel the actual conviction or if you're not like a hundred percent about it, you feel self conscious because you're like, oh, I got to defend this somehow. So like, whenever anybody would talk to me about religion, I would be like, fuck you. Fuck that. I remember one time I even was like standing outside at a bus stop and this girl was telling me about all this Jesus shit. And I was like, look, I'm going to ask God right now to strike me down. <laughs> strike me down, oh Lord. And I think and I think she took a step away and I was like, you're being ridiculous. That's not going to happen. That doesn't work that way. Oh, um, man. But like I didn't have that was that's, that's shitty, dude. Shit. That's so that's shitty. That's pretty shitty, but that's funny <laughs> as fuck. But you know what, man? I think what that is is the manifestation of the frustration of like, all right, you really think this shit works this way? I'm going to prove it to you. And until somebody can prove me otherwise, I'm going to keep running with this because this is the best thing I have going. And that's, yeah. I feel like you just keep doing that for the rest of your life. You know, you just keep going with the best shit you have at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think so to wind this back, I want to, I want to finish this thought because I think they relate in the craziest way is yeah. that, uh, the universe, like, fucking happened and then there was just it was this ball and then it exploded and then from then on it was just you know gases colliding into each other and they got thicker and then they created other matter and there were stars and there were planets and there was no like there weren't any like big people out there throwing things around like oh let's see what's going on here you know like, <laughs> yeah you see what i'm saying that's yeah. that's just all happening mechanically and as far as earth goes if you trace its history back it's four something billion years old five billion years old so for the first uh, nine billion years, we weren't even a fucking planet. We weren't even, there was no planet for us to even be on, you know? Then it took like 4.1 billion years for their, no, no, there's, it took 800 million, something like that for life to start. Has life been, no, life isn't for, I forget how, when life started, but the point being, it took how many years. At conception. Sorry. <laughs> it took however many years for, for life to happen. Right. And then it started as like fucking little algae and shit, which are basically just really complicated chemical reactions. That's really it. Like, it's just a yeah. super complicated chemical reaction. There's nobody in there like, I wonder what I want to eat today. You know, like, what am I going to do? I want to impress Cindy. You know, there's none of that shit going on. It's just like, what are my calcium levels? Let me exchange this ion, you know, like based on these stimuli that are, I'm being fed. That's all it is at that point. And it took. I think now, I think I'm right, 4 billion years for humans to uh, be on the planet. And, you know, maybe there were other sentient conscious beings, but self-conscious, I mean, specifically. But not only are humans self-conscious, but they're really, really intelligent. You know, we have really intelligent minds. Uh, we have, are able to think abstractly. There's all sorts of, like, very highly powerful tools in our head. And... That combined, that I think all happened before the self-consciousness switch happened. So nature had to build up this system because we were dying off, you know, for, we had to survive. So we became really smart, really like instinctual, quick, you know, really uh, with it. And even we knew, we figured out how to transmit knowledge throughout thousands of years because that's what culture is essentially. We're just transmitting our this is the best way to do things. This is the best way to do things. And whatever lasts the longest is the best thing. You know, like that's, that's just yeah. how, what the system we're working with. 
So I think nature built up this in this crazy, basically computer system that we have as that's the human body and brain. And then the situation got so dire or so weird, maybe that for some reason we just started going like, well, what, what the fuck am I then? Because if you really think about it, what is like, do you really have free will or do you, or is everything determined? You know, it's one of those questions where we can realize paradoxes like that because our whole existence is a paradox. If you really just keep following that train of thought down of, if you, if you always think about paradoxes, they always lead you back to like, we're really not these human beings on this planet. Yeah. The thing that's yeah, in there, yeah. Yeah. You know, like most of our experience <laughs> is human being experience because uh, we're identified with the, with, ourselves as human beings oh i was Here's, born i was you know this but we were we were fucking nematodes we were you know or maybe not nematodes but we were fucking single cell bacteria we were you know worms and and fish in the sea but before we are human beings for millions of years and we still actually have memory of those things in our dna and in our cells and our hair and the way that all this shit works so we're really not just I say I'm 23 years old because that's how long I've been a human being. This sounds crazy now, but I can, you can always trace your, your history. This sounds crazy now. So I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop, man. You're not crazy. You're just, that's your ego telling you, Hey, there's no, there's nothing to this. This is crazy. No, no, no. What it is, is, uh, it's my, it's my ego letting me know it's a red flag. It's, I know, I, I trust what I'm saying. I know exactly what I'm trying to say. I, I know how this shit works because I've, I'm at the point where like, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, I think nature is taking place until the, the, that's why they call it an awakening. You wake up to yourself as a, like you're now, before you're just a chemical reaction happening. And then you wake up to the fact that you can actually become more than just a chemical reaction happening. You can actually cheat the system that created you. And I think that's what enlightenment is. People realize well, it's that- not cheating the system either. It's just realizing that it's you. And if it's you, then you kind of have control over all of it. Yeah. But but you can't ever don't ever <laughs> don't ever define what you is because it keeps changing as right, right. as you get deeper into it. Dude, and here's th- a, so here's my thing, real quick. Okay. To sum yeah. this all up, the reason I've been thinking about all this shit lately, my my thing is I've always figured, sure, there are multiple universes. There's infinite universes, and anything that can happen will happen infinite possibilities, et cetera, et cetera. The issue I'm having is here I am and I have tried to learn everything I can about this material existence that I live on. And I can pretty much damn well explain anything if you give me enough time, you know, and enough information that I can learn about the the thing you're talking about. Because everything is just a matter of like learning what it is and then learning what that was based on and learning what that was based on. So I've tried to learn everything in a general sense, how does, how does most shit work? How do things work here? You know? And, uh, I just can't understand how this thing that I am could be, could it, like, they could be, the, it could be the same thing that they're saying because they're talking about traveling to the astral plane or creating things out of nothing. You know, like that's not how I, I can understand if you internally in your head say that the astral plane is just the field of brain activity where, you don't make contact with your body. You're just kind of bouncing around in there. But that doesn't explain how they say they can travel to other places and astral project in someone's living room. And the person will call somebody else and be like, yo, Baba G just appeared in my living room. You know, <laughs> like he, I swear to God, and then he disappeared in a flash of light. 
Like, it was crazy. And somebody else will, will call their mom. They're in the same room. Yo, this dude named Babaji showed up. I don't know who he was, but he's made a light, and I need to figure out what this is. You know, two people saw it. Like, what? If it was one person making it up in their own head, I could understand that. But this is, they're talking about something else that is like, it's almost like you're traveling to a different dimension. And I can't understand how that could be. <laughs> the, th the thing, it's, I kind of see it as like, um, it's like baby steps, man. We're in like kindergarten. You got you can learn all this shit about the material world, but then you're like, oh well, I have to just throw all that shit out because I got to start again, pretty much here from like a mind of a child, where it's like we we're literally talking like, yo, how do you take a first step? Like I don't know, I've been pushing myself up on the couch. Yeah, but I don't know about I don't know I don't know about that one foot in front of the other shit. Like I don't get that yet. Like I mean, that I'm is a that up. is a fucking. I've gotten yeah. on both feet, but my knees they just they don't feel well, so steady. I, I, I think maybe the moment passed a little bit, but I, I do want to talk to the grandkids for a second directly. Grandkids. Because um, I was just thinking about the profundity of my own death while you were talking about all that shit. Because when you really consider it, it is a little bit, it is a little scary. Because there's just a big unknown of like, I don't know what that is. If it's nothing, what is nothing? And if it's something, how do I prepare? It's all this like shit, like what, what do I got to do? Uh, but uh, I was going to say, the, the 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 thought that used to take me down this route when you said if you just think about paradoxes it sort of points you back to this thing and I'm not sure if this is a paradox necessarily but this is the kind of this is the thought that I would have I remember because my my mom and my great aunt used to go out every, we used to go out to eat every week right like she would take us out to eat we would go to like a restaurant or something like it's like a diner you know hey you want a fucking grilled cheese or some <laughs> shit I don't know but but then we would drive her home and. Uh, I used to just look up at the sky on those rides home while they were talking and I wouldn't listen because I, I, I honestly just, just didn't give a fuck. I was just like, let me just, I have to, I, I'm so concerned with this right now because I was like, okay, I get the idea of a universe and I, or sort of, I get the galaxy thing. I get that there are planets in space and that there's life on one of them so far, as far as we know. But if you are to just imagine the grandkids do this as a little breathe through this, uh, if you if you are to imagine the absence of life, the question of whether or not all that other shit would still exist really boggled my mind. I was like, okay, so let's say there's no life. There's just a bunch of blackness and rocks. What the fuck are they? Why would they exist? Why the fuck would anything <laughs> exist if there was nothing to experience it? Or could it? I, I don't think um, hmm, this is this is also going to sound crazy, and I just I don't I I'm not that past the point of caveating yet, but I think th things only uh, existence is what it is, right? But it is what it is. As, as far, Can you now, rate existence? It's, we it is what, what it is. What I'm trying to say is, if we weren't here <laughs> to to describe the universe, it would still be there, smashing into itself and just playing itself out. It we but like that would it be why what, I, what was uh, what is that the fuck but there's there's no why that you know there's there's no why you can't you can you i'm can, not sure if it would honestly i'm not sure if i'm not sure if there's nothing to experience reality was, if it exists i think there is uh there's almost there's almost no point in even talking about a universe before conscious beings were there right or life for example because <clears throat> 
there was no there's no memory of it in life like there's no fucking way you just have to like we, we're doing like think about it hard enough and blah 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 because like you're saying there's nobody there to um to see it to see what's going on so like but at the same time scientists can tell you pretty much what was going on back then they can look how things are now because things are like moving away from each other so or moving towards each other so they must be in an orbit because we know how gravity works and if you look at the sky it looks still but though, that, that shit is whizzing around each other at enormously, you know, rapid speeds and pulling into each other and all that kind of shit. So scientists are figuring out, like, what, how that shit is. However, it, it 10,000 years ago, nobody yeah. could tell you about the fucking, you know, the Big Bang. Nobody could tell you what was going on beforehand because they were just like, hey, man, all I know is when it starts to rain, we get the fuck inside because this river's <laughs> about to flood, you know, like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's... And I think uh, I think you need consciousness in order to <clears throat> have a universe. I think that's what it is. Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm saying too. Yeah, but in a, in but a weird I, way, where but it takes it, you have to be a. Uh, it kind of implies to me. It implied that if anything would exist, there has to be something really it kind of. It is like a. It is like a. If it's the same thing as if if no one's in a if no one's in its woods and the tree falls down, does it make a noise? It's that same kind yeah, of see, argument. but see, but, I I say the tree falls, but it might like it might have well not or hmm, maybe I'll say it this way. I'll say it this way. No, I think if you take it further out, if nobody's around ever, does anything exist? <laughs> I'll put it. Let me just put it to you this way: the for you to exist in this moment, right? You can trace your existence second by second back to the Big Bang, right? You can trace it all the way back. Your parents had you. Your grandparents had you. That went back as far as life goes. You know, you went through evolution and you started as a single-celled organism, and you know something happened with life that we don't quite understand. But it started here on this planet. But before that, it took a planet that was the right size, the right shape, had enough water, was warm enough but cool enough. Water uh, existed as a liquid and a gas. You know, that's why it's like the only fucking one around because it's like perfect. You know, so that had to happen first before life could exist. And uh, then, so what I'm saying is, you're only experiencing what your experience is only what you can experience based on what was essential for your experience up until this point now right here and now because you can always trace it back to natural processes that happened before you had any control over it you know it all it started with the big bang and here we are we were born on this planet and now what the fuck you know that's essentially what we're talking about but that's not to say that shit wouldn't be happening if you weren't there to be conscious of it it just means that uh Something would be conscious of it. Something is conscious. There's a consciousness. I, I would say consciousness to, the, consciousness to like just the numbers, just the numbers that of everything right. that's happening. If there's no one there to be conscious of it, right? So there's no one like when stars are whizzing around each other. There's no one there to be like I'm a star whizzing around each other, you know. But all of that shit is capable of being known because it happened and it had to happen based on certain things that we as living beings now are able to look out and, and observe and say like, well, this star had to happen. But when the star was happening, it wasn't being a star, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a star, I'm doing my thing, I'm a great star. You know, it was just a ball of helium burning up. That's all it was doing. And that shit still would have happened if we weren't here. But we wouldn't have happened had that ball of helium not blown up. I think that's the critical thing. We are on like, each person essentially is on a, a, 
a string of time, essentially, where it starts with the Big Bang and you can draw a line from the beginning right up until this moment right now that you're listening to this, grandkids, or that we're, me and Seamus are looking at each other. How long have we been dead? Don't tell me. How long have we been dead? We were never... Uh, so here's the, here's the mystical No, I mean, answer. I'm talking to the grandkids now. When oh, are you, how are you, how old are you? 23 or something? Grandpappy's long gone. Kids. I hope you're like seven when you're listening to these. Ooh, yeah, let's freak them out. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Try to raise your kids around grandpa. I'll teach you. <laughs> I'm going to tell them all the words. <laughs> uh, that's funny as fuck, man. No Radio Disney in Uncle Seamus' house. No, no Radio Disney. No, no, we only listen to that song. What's that song like? Back that ass up. That's all we you listen fine, to. Motherfucker, won't you back that back ass up? Back that ass up. They're like, why is my kid right, singing wait, this? Here, let me finish this thought because it, I think that it's an important difference. I think that there is something happening. Like, if you imagine the whole world as data points, right, that you can learn about because everything is, it's almost everything is a natural process. And we've been talking about it for a long time. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say at this point. <laughs> no, I this do. whole thing. Um, I think I do. I mean, I. I would only think I would. <laughs> I? There's I, no way of knowing for sure. <laughs> I think the crazy thing is human beings are able to learn so much of what the universe is and how it works. So much of it, you know, that it, it almost takes on like a life of, life of its own. And that's what I think people call God. You know, it's like you can learn the universe so well it feels like a person, like, a, you know. Uh, I forget what the fuck I was going with that. Fuck, man. Ate those cookies right before this. Let me get up back on this train. Oh, oh, you learn it so well, actually, that it starts to feel like yourself. That's the point I was trying to make. It's like... Yeah. I keep getting this image in my head that I, I can never describe because it's like a... You know, it's a drug thing, obviously, because otherwise I'd have words for it. But uh, it's like it's like a paradox where... The universe was happening until it had a chance to learn about itself. And if you stop being a human being and you just focus on learning about the universe and how it works, then you become more and more just like how the universe works. Like this is just what's supposed to happen right now, you know, and you, that is how you function until what's inside here is just always doing the like in, in your head is always doing the optimal thing. Like, oh, like. Today's Tuesday. I have to go to work, like because I need to pay my bills. And you don't feel like, oh, I have to go to work. You know, you're just doing it because it's the right thing to do. And if you just get it on an automatic mode of doing the right thing, when as good as you can all the time, there's like an uh, an enormous like freedom where you can just be relaxed and just do what you have to do. And I think uh, just go with the flow, man. Yeah, go with <laughs> you, the flow, bro. Be here, bro. But if you if you keep following that, then you totally kind of are hands off. You know, and what do you, when you go hands off, it turns out that you can put your hands on other things. But until you take your hands off, nice. wanky, wanky. Nice. Wanky, wanky grandkids. Grandkids, you want to know what I put my hands all over? Your grandmother. Oh, I put a lot. Gross, oh, yeah. Dirty grandpa. Banging your grandma <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, you know, when you came over to our house as a kid and you'd take a nap, that was our banging time. That's when we would bang. I'm hoping all this shit comes true. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed, Yeah, fingers crossed. That's funny. Fingers fuck. crossed. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, though, uh, so... I honestly... No, sometimes I honestly think that these recordings might actually help somebody in the future. I, I, maybe that's too, like, too much of an ego thing from my... But I really feel like I've had to deal with a lot of this shit 
my whole life not knowing all this stuff. So maybe if you heard something like this when you're like 13 or 14, I mean, this is what conversations for our grandkids is. I love that people are listening. I love it. I love it to death. But this is a fucking time capsule, 100%. And you guys are amazing, but this is really for our fucking grandkids. <laughs> this really is. It yeah. really is. Yeah, because that was the whole thing that started it, you know? Because our grandparents, I don't know what they believed in. I don't know what they were thinking. I kind of know some of the things that they that people tell me they did, you know, but not much. I don't. I barely know what they look like because they died young, most of them, when I was young. So I just damn. I, I feel like, uh, and I feel like we raised ourselves, man, because of the internet. We learned the internet faster than our parents could, and then we learned that you could use it for like anything if you were like clever enough about it. So we just got real clever about the internet, and when we learned it, like you could teach us, you could teach yourself anything if you want to know something, you could just look it up. So we knew our parents were lying and we, you know, stopped trusting them and we trusted the internet to just tell us the answers to shit, which had its... Which is a terrible downs. fucking, terrible fucking... But it's also yeah, no, it's, good, it's pretty smart, but 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 then, <laughs> but then you but then now we're starting to learn like, oh, wait, the internet is just people. It's just a reflection of people. So there's yeah. a lot of stupid shit on there, too. But like on a, on a, like people, how they react without their bodies, essentially. And we're tr- we're getting closer and closer to that because it's like, well... If you're not here in the room to my face, what would you say? You know, and the, the internet gives you a place where you can put those words there, and people can learn about them. And I that's think why, like, yeah. the if you want to identify like a as a trans giraffe, that's fine. You're a trans giraffe. Look, this is a trans giraffe. This giraffe is a boy. Uh, was born a male giraffe, but this giraffe is now a female giraffe. Uh, also, half dolphin because it's the future, and you could be whatever the fuck you want. That's not a bad thing, man. It's really not a it's terrible not a bad thing. thing. And it's with the just, internet, uh, you can make that almost come to life already if you have a, you know, if you're a crafty enough person. Yeah, second life. I'm a giraffe. I'm a trans. I'm a trans non-gender binary giraffe. <laughs> Dude, that shit makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I'm a non-binary. Uh, well, that, that's that's the thing, I, and I, I I think I talked about this with you uh, on the last episode, but basically, like I I've been trying to cut down on the anger I feel about this stuff because I'm trying to be more honest with myself and not get. Uh, confused by my own positions essentially where I buy into something like oh no that's wrong but I think there's truth to both things like it's almost like at the one time we don't we are more than our bodies but at the same time there are roles that our bodies are kind of fulfilling right you know what I mean so it's almost like uh I understand some of the identification as far as like I don't know, though. It's tough. It's tough. And I mean that in terms of, like, people who are, like... I, I've seen some posts recently that cracked me up where this girl's, like, I live 24-7 as a black woman, and it affects everything that I... Every choice I make throughout oh, my shit. day. Oh, I know. Horrible. It's really intense. That's I know. What a fucking what a fucking prison, right? Wow, to have to be that all the time. Even while you sleep. That I'm a sucks. black person sleeping. Like whoa, What would a black person okay. eat right now? <laughs> exactly man that's like that's what i mean but that's that's really what she said and Hmm. and um on one hand it's like i understand the the like logistically or like i am a white man you know what i mean so like there (laughs) are certain things that happen when that is the the body that i'm in right right in this society because it's not about it's it's almost like when you're driving on the road it's like you, you can be a really great driver but you kind of are relying on other people to be good drivers too yeah and it's like if 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 you are like look i'm doing this really cool move right now but if people aren't ready for that you still have to deal with like oh they all still treat me like a black person <laughs> and that sucks yeah that sucks uh so i don't want to be i don't want to be as angry as i've been but i also think that there is truth to 
it's okay to identify with that stuff to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's okay to, it's okay to, uh, I guess what I'm saying is like the traditional, uh, roles that people have set up where they, I know people get really, people get really, it's when the hatred comes in, but people were like weird about gay people too. Like I watched some clip about Ellen where she said she was, she came out and said she was gay and it was this huge thing in the eighties. This girl was like, why do we have to accept this? This is bullshit. Why do we have to accept this? That and she I was, was gay? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wow. they were like, that was legit. Like a why bad do we have time. To accept this? And it, it just seems for wow. me, I've always I've always just been over all that stuff. I've just assumed like we've moved on. But I guess other people haven't. So I understand a lot of these social movements and all this shit, you know, that I get upset about because it's like on the one hand, there is truth to the fact that like you have to sort of break that down somehow. And how do you do it? But at the same time, it's like, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, I guess is what I'm saying yeah. in terms of like, you know, there's nothing wrong with like I, I grew up in a, a divorced household my parents were divorced and everybody always tried to tell me how like how okay it is like it's so okay like they were like you know like you have a problem but it's okay it's great like that's kind of what the masked sentiment was mm -hmm. for a lot of these people growing up you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and and then that kind of turned into shitting on the nuclear family or being like well fuck that because i don't have that fuck that but there's nothing wrong with a nuclear family you know what i mean yeah, yeah. problem is not the nuclear family so i guess a lot of the times i tend to go overboard uh I become hyperbolic because like I, I mentioned this before, it's like a balanced thing. Like I want to keep things balanced. Like it's like, yes, it's fine if you're in a, in a divorce family because you know, families comes in many shapes and sizes, but that also includes the original nuclear family. So you don't have to go after that. I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all just like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's that's You know what I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, no, we I know are all mean. unified, man. We really are. And, and yeah. that's what I'm getting at. I feel guilty I, I about think, being so angry and weird yeah, and confused. The, the thing is, the thing is, for it was required for you to exist, for you to exist, and to be able to be conscious of anything right now, you know, and be aware of anything. It was required for them to also be there because they were on the same timeline as you. Like you were, you guys were just, you were, were all human beings on this planet. So you all started with, you know, single celled life on this planet and you can draw a line back and you're just doing what you're, you're doing the only thing you can do at, at the time that you're able to do it until you're a human being. And then you start to be aware of like, am I really in control of this? Cause I keep telling myself I have to do something better and I just am not doing anything better. So like I, I, what, cause it feels like everything's just happening. Right. And the, the, so the, the, what the point I'm trying to make is yeah. don't get angry at them because essentially they need to be there for you to exist. But there is an appropriate way to, to deal with shit. And I feel like the appropriate way to deal with people like that, you just got to kick them out, man. Because here's the thing. You're not going to change people's minds by yelling at them and screaming and like being aggressive and shit, you know, or like. Uh, I'm a black person. Like every, like you said with this, with that woman, like everything I do, I wanted to say I'm a black person. Like that's a lot. Like, don't you, you don't identify with anything else. Like there's no TV shows you like, you know, you like the character or something. Are there books that you like to read? Oh, they're all black books. Like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. 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 Like, so you've never read, you've never read the great gas because it was written by a white dude who might be racist, <laughs> but it's a great book. If you get past that part. Anyway, the point yeah. I'm trying to make is, if you want to bring people together, reinforcing the differences between the the two people is not the way to do it. So I understand, like, black people should be upset as they used to be in the 60s and shit because there's this divide between the races because we're not unified together as one, like, one species, you know? 
regardless of the color of whatever place you came from, who gives a fuck? We're all just human beings, right? Like that's, that's why everyone should be upset. <laughs> and if you make it about, no, I just want to be a black person. I don't want to be equal. I don't want to be unified or I'm a whatever. And I don't, you know, like the, that's my problem with the feminist movement is that they don't, the people who are the loudest uh, fucking voices in the modern feminist movement are those like, you know, the classic Tumblr fucking whatever they have with the blue hair and they're screaming. At well, yeah, well, we just, we just, we started off this, this conversation <sighs> with this, a sweet video of uh, some chick just yelling out in an auditorium. And I guess that's kind of what I'm saying, man. Like I, 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 I got caught up in being angry at those kinds of people, but they're just trying to figure it out as well. I just think they're, I just disagree with the way that they're doing it. I think a lot of the times it reinforces the boundaries that they're trying to, you know, that break they down because they're, they're trying actively to, yeah. trying to do something about it. But it's like it would just go away if you just let it go of it. Let go of it. Because I th- I think that now more than ever, sure, there are some racists in the world, but but white people specifically, I feel like we're way more willing than we've ever been before to be like, hey, what the fuck? We're all just people. What the f-? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because traditionally We're like, look, in look, America. we all came to America and threw our individual races away. So who the fuck cares? I'm Seamus. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not like, I'm not like Seamus the white guy. <laughs> who... You know what I mean? Like no, no, we, I we, we, and if you want to talk white privilege, I suppose that's that's like we've been in a position where we've been able to get to that point because we've sort of gone through it because we haven't been like slaves and shit. You know what I mean? Like we've been white able to just people. like, yeah, white people. Well, we have been slaves, but not in like America, you know, America in the common yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's basically like we we have the we have and we, I mean they the, were fucking racist. White people were really really fucking. No no racist. I'm not saying yeah, they yeah. weren't. I'm saying now though this generation of people we're sort like of like oh that's racist. over. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's still but that's the thing, man. You can't forget that that shit is still happening. So there are some yeah. people who's that who's their everyday experience they experience racism because somebody yeah around them in their path of work is racist, and so they get it in their head like oh this racism thing's a problem. This is a problem. And you're, you're yeah. on the other side of the coin, just like, no, it's not a problem. It's not, but you're both right, essentially. Yeah. You know, you're both right. A, yeah, that's the confusing thing, because there is there is a problem, but it's not. It's not no, what you're saying, and it, you know, because you're making it out I don't know to what to do thing. about it, right? People are assholes. Just the only thing you can really do is be like, that person was a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I not, think not uh, the, not the, to take it to like a moral or ethical kind of level, socially, I think the wrong thing to do it's is to show rude. up at a talk and be rude. Yeah, because this in the civil rights movement, which I think is the. the oh, I meant racism. I mean, unless like 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 racism is just fucking rude, man. It's just it's just be like, yeah, that person's a dick. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck did they say that? Yeah, dick but my shit? thing is, even if you're, even if the dude's clearly racist, right, and he's saying it something racist to a racist crowd, and they're all cheering, I don't think the thing to do is to get up and start yelling. You know? Yeah, I don't think so that either. Doesn't, that's not going to... I think that makes it worse. Makes it worse, because then they're like, yeah, look at this fucking asshole. Like, they don't, they're not on to what we're on to. It's the best shit on the planet. We know exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. This person's over here looking like an idiot. Like, screaming at a fucking... You know, it's it's just not the right time or place that you're actually going to change anything. Because the, the, the fucking energy in the room is too high. They're all, all for the same thing, or, you know, this guy's speaking about it. And if you want to change something, unless you have a way, you're not going to get really what clever, you want. No, you're not going to get what you want through anger. It's not going. It doesn't work because, like, you what, have to be respectful. I don't know, what is the goal? You want to get rid of that sort of mindset and attitude? 
then why are you attacking it? It really is, it just makes it stronger. Yeah, yeah. Because you're because you're saying that this is a big deal. This is a problem. This is something that's worth my time attacking. And then you're just attacking something. And those people are always like, why are you fucking attacking me? Fuck off. I'm going to actually, I'm going to get more intense with my beliefs because fuck yeah. you. Because yeah, you're an yeah. asshole. So clearly I was right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or even if I wasn't, now I see what they were talking about. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. that's why, that's exactly why. Exactly why uh, MLK <laughs> Jr. strict no violence policy. When you're at a protest, let them hose you. Let them do the dogs or whatever. And if you don't want to, if you're not down for that, don't go to a sit-in. You know, you're not invited because there are people who actually do it. That's what you need to do. They weren't getting up and screaming. I mean, there were people at the time doing that. But that's why we remember his as so as being so special is because. They did it respectfully and they made so much change and they got so many people on board because they weren't making themselves look like assholes to try and get the change that they want, you know? Yeah. Fuck, man. We need good leaders, good social leaders. I just feel I felt so guilty about being so, so mean and heavy. I felt like I was being so ridiculous and uh, I tend to fall back into that occasionally. Like it just seems it seems ridiculous now, but it's really like. I do kind of go overboard occasionally because it feels necessary almost to be super hyperbolic so that it's almost like if you're coming with an extreme and I'm coming with an extreme, we'll meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I could just meet in the middle to begin with. Yeah, because you're making that's yourself what I've been trying to work with. extreme yeah. Just, yeah, to, for no reason. just to like buck the other person back to truth. Which is yeah, because well, I get because I get but... mad too because I'm like, why the <laughs> fuck are you doing this? And that's yeah. what makes me do that. You know what I mean? Like, I why the fuck all... can't you see that this is a huge problem and you're doing yourself a huge disservice? Come on, you're making everything worse. Right. It's like I was on the bus, right? I was on the bus last week and I saw this lady wish death upon a man. <laughs> I swear to God, I I dude, I swear to God, dude, I'm sitting in the back, right? And this guy, these two guys are high as fuck. Guy goes, uh, guy goes. Hey man, you might want to sit on that seat over there. Me and my friend are going through something, and I was like, "That's <laughs> totally fine." I was. Did I tell this story already? Did I tell you this last on the last episode? I, I hope not. I don't think so. Oh man. Well, well. Anyway, if I did, I'll just fucking I'll do a little story for you here, a different story. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man. This this uh, this guy was high on something. Like he kept saying he was like, "I'm gonna strip my clothes off, lay in the middle of the floor, and just start." <laughs> licking everything licking everything and this black lady goes oh hell no nobody wants to hear that bullshit <laughs> now she's she's sitting next to a seven-year-old girl right by the way so she's like swearing at them and she's like y'all motherfuckers swearing on the bus and the guy was like i haven't sworn i haven't said it i have like hadn't i haven't cursed at all this whole time i'm on here like i just and his other friend was like really fucking high like he was clearly there trying to help him yeah. get home or something and this guy was being like i'm high on meth so i'm crazy or i don't know what the fuck he was on but anyway, so the guy who's super high just mutters under his breath, ugh, black people. And that was the worst move, worst move, because this because this other black lady who's sitting on the other side, now she's on this chick's team. They both oh, jump no. up there. Get the fuck off the bus. Get the fuck off the bus. And while this is all happening, this guy just goes, what? I just don't like what I don't like, which cracked me up because I was like, that's ridiculous. Dude, then you could get away with that in Gainesville, but not in Philadelphia, where it's fucking then this forty percent black people. This other white chick jumps up and she goes, "There are kids on the bus." And this guy goes, "Yeah, cunt." He just calls <laughs> her a cunt. And then, yeah, yeah. So it just it's escalating. It's go crazy. The bus driver has to pull over the bus. Uh, 
Meanwhile, I'm sitting like right next to these guys, by the way, because <laughs> like if you remember, I kind of triggered this whole event in a weird way, right? I didn't have anything to do with it, but like I started them talking, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just if, sitting if there. If you would have sat at the front this, of the bus, he wouldn't have never talked to you and would have never, never happened. Yeah. This would have never happened. Um, <laughs> but I got up to let an a old dude sit down. So there you go. I'm the hero. Um, <laughs> But this septo, this this bus driver lady, she gets back. Now, luckily, she's like 6'4". I've never seen a woman this tall in my fucking life. I was like, all right, yeah. cool. She's she's big enough to handle this situation. And the annoying lady who was yelling in the beginning, she's like pushing against the septo driver like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. I'm going to fuck this guy up. Like, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> she's like, look, I'm sorry, guys, to the two guys that are high, on sh- high as shit on something. She goes, look, I'm sorry. You have to get off the bus. Like, I'll help you get off the bus, whatever. She helps them get off the bus. As they're getting off the bus... <laughs> The dude goes, God is love. <laughs> gets off the bus, gets off the bus, and this, and the lady who was started yelling at the beginning goes, He doesn't love you, and that's why you're gonna be dead soon. Oh my God. I was like, What the fuck? And then everyone on the bus was just stupid as shit, going like, Oh, that's what drugs do. That's what drugs do. And I'm like, Look, he was being fucking obnoxious, but this lady is also a villain. Like there are no good people. Cause then, cause then they got, cause when they got off the bus, she goes, "Look at his friend helping him and shit." I would just have just left him in the street. Wow. It's like okay. Nice. Then she screams out to the bus, "I would have fucked that dude up." Sorry, kids on the bus. <laughs> I fucking hate. I had to get off that bus. I hated everyone on that bus. Oh my god. Sorry, kids on the bus, but fuck those dudes. But that's kind of what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, okay, so he said some asshole shit, but so did you. So yeah, the and fuck actually, did you. if you look at the context of the situation, the fact that there were kids on the bus and that the dude really didn't curse, he might have said something inappropriate. But, like, did it he really— He was being rude. He said some rude-ass shit. Yeah, he was being—well, after the cunt thing, I can kind of understand. But if that's, yeah, what, yeah, if yeah. that's what you're really offended by, he's using lewd language, why would, the, why would you start cursing him out in front of the kids? That's retarded. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I can't even think of a, a suitable like analogy because it doesn't make any fucking sense. There's no other situation where people get away with that type of logic. Yeah. So, SEPTA, grandkids, you want to take the nine bus? You want to see some, find me. You want to see some human ignorance because you guys are obviously. I was geniuses. like, what the fuck? This bitch. She is the worst. She is the literal worst. And I was just sitting there the whole time, didn't move. I was like, I'm just gonna breathe through this. Let me see uh, if I can. Uh, let me see if I can just make myself a better person. <laughs> well, no, the point, the point, the reason I brought that up in the first place is if I were to just start yelling for them to shut up and calm down, that's just more yelling. So exactly. In that case, I had no control over that. And the only thing I could think to do was to not act like them, the people who are yeah. being angry and violent. Let me just not act like them. Cause maybe someone would be like, Hey, why is that guy sitting there? Like just super quietly, like, just looking at shit, you know. I was just watching the whole thing go down, like, hmm, hmm. This escalated very quickly. This <laughs> happened within two minutes, dude. Oh. Two minutes. You know when you, you know when you get off the expressway on the night, yeah, 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 and you go up the hill. Uh huh. Before we even got to the top of the hill, that it started at the bottom. Oh, no. Before we even got to the top of the hill, yeah. That's. Oh, that's horrible. That's like, man. that's like literally like two minutes. This happened. I hate when shit escalates that fast because. If, if shit happens slow and it's like, you know, they said something in the beginning and now like they, they're looking at each other like and 10 minutes later, somebody says something. And then 10 minutes later, like one of them threatens to, you know, move closer or whatever. You can be pretty sure that either you or they are going to get off the bus before that gets any more serious because it's like 
so much time has gone by. They don't, they're not serious about this. But if it happens in two minutes, that's a crime of passion territory where like, you yeah, get exactly. Up. Yeah. I don't like those ones. I like, well, she was the- screaming before we got on the bus too. I was sitting on a oh, bench no. next to her at the bus stop. And she was like, that better be the damn bus. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know if she, I didn't know if she was talking to me. I had my headphones in. I was like, so I turned to her and I was like, um, did a lot of them go by? And she was like, yeah, and this is the fucking third one. And I was like, okay. all right, great. I'm not sitting next to you. Oh, so that's why I sat I'd in the rather, front at I'd first. rather sit next to the meth head than you, you fucking crazy bitch. Yeah, because at least he's just, he's making jokes. He's just cracking. He's just cr- he's saying he's going to strip naked and lay in the middle of the thing. And I, I, I think what I said to him was, oh, there's no need for that, man. <laughs> You don't have to do that. I was like, you know what, man? I'd rather if you just sat down, sir. Well, I think what I said to him was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just sit over here. You guys can sit over there and have your discussion. No problem. I'm literally, I don't give a fuck about what you're doing. I don't care. I don't care what you're high on. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude yeah, had bumps on- all over his face. Classic, like, classic yeah. fucking drug dealer. I, I, not drug dealer, drug user. Drug user. Drug abuser. <laughs> Uh, I've, but who cares? I'm not judging. Dude, I'm see, just no, no. You're calling a spade a spade. And I was just gonna yeah. say, you see a lot of fucking drug abusers on the L, especially the L is like the oh, fucking yeah. craziest train, dude. It used to be the nice one, but now it's like, whew, that's just, doing that rough. fun dip. I got a new dance. It's called the fun dip. You take a bunch of heroin and you just dip out. And yeah. <laughs> you come right back. <laughs> dude, people love that game on the L, dude. I've seen people do the fun dip. Like, because I used to take the, the L constantly because it went downtown, it went to Temp or close to Temple because I could, I was, I could get you it. Yeah, right you could house. transfer. You could transfer yeah. to the Broad Street line, whatever. But uh, you can spot a drug user, man. And if you have people who know, like, uh, that they're dipping out on, it's either heroin or like some kind of opiate pills, it's obvious because that, that, those are like the Because they're kind touching of drugs their toes, that. but they're sitting down. <laughs> Exactly. Like they're clearly like, almost, like you're ninety nine percent sure they're asleep, but yet they look like folding chairs, dude. They're just like <laughs> they, they're like melting down into their seat. It's Slowly. insane. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Oh, oh. We used to call them dippers when we were kids because we didn't know. Yeah. Like we didn't. We, we just called them dippers because they would just dip out on the train. Though, like heroin, that's when I, I learned to stay away from heroin because I was like, mm, the L is not a good place to be dipping out, man. Follow the big dipper. <laughs> just, get, just get lost on the train. The fuck? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Meth, Dude. too. Meth is the other one where you see meth heads and you're like, holy fuck, you're a meth head, man. That's crazy. I see you on TV. Those guys on what TV. What do meth heads like, look like? Whew. Your face is all fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah, yeah. The, I've seen a lot of meth heads. Uh, like bug bites. It looks like they're scratching their skin because it feels like. When they, this dude had bug bites oh, all over his face, little yeah, like that's, red. That's meth. A lot of them, it's not bug bites. It's because they just scratch their own skin because it feels when they um, are withdrawing, it feels like bugs are crawling on their skin. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. If you want something that'll get you to do meth, imagine be, imagine being high as fuck for like twelve hours, like the greatest feeling ever, literally. And then that night. Your skin is literally, it feels like bugs are crawling onto you. Or like the oh, next day. Oh, no, no, no. Skin, Why would you do that? Right? And and on top of that, you know that smoking more meth will make the feeling go away. How hard is that not to do? Right? How hard? That's why I Damn. never did meth, too. <laughs> meth and heroin were the ones oh, that Oh, congratulations, right. Adam. Let's hey, everybody man. clap it up for Adam. He never did meth. Never did it. <laughs> it's, it's worked for me. I've done a lot of other drugs, which I always investigate beforehand and see the dosages and whatnots, and I've been very careful, but I've done a lot of other drugs. I just learned which ones to stay away from, you know? Can't say anything bad about heroin. 
Yeah. So my one yeah, friend said the other day. <laughs> can't say anything bad about weed. Uh, that you can't say anything bad about, except for like very subtle kind of. Yeah. I mean, I was irritable. <laughs> yeah, I got a little. Sleepy. I was tired. Like, okay, my lungs are dry. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I need a nap. <laughs> I need a nap and some snacks. It's like all right. There's no bugs on your skin though, right? <laughs> no. Just tired. Just gotta go to bed. Or, or you're freaking out. That's the worst one. But honestly, to me, yeah. I think, and this this might sound you know bad to people who have actually experienced this, but I think people who like really freak out on weed either did too much after not doing it for a long time, or why do I always think of memories from my childhood? <laughs> that's a that's a kid I know who will remain unnamed. Uh, he, he came over and smoked one bowl and was like, "Why do I always think of bad memories from my childhood?" And this is this is Seamus's friend, right? He, that is I was like, over. "Buddy, he's in our <laughs> play it cool. He's in our apartment." Jasmine and I, we've, we this is the first time we're meeting this guy, and we're like, you know, we're used to smoking people up. It happens all the time, allegedly, at, at that apartment. So, you know, and there's like a certain kind of routine that happens. You, you, they come in, you say, hey, what's up? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. You want to smoke a bowl? You smoke a bowl. And then you sit and you relax. You tell some jokes. You crack up, slap each other on the back, and the other person leaves. And it's like, ha, huh, what a good time. That's usually what happens, yeah, right? Yeah, great this time. Amazing times. Hey, is it is it like weird that when I get high, like I'm thinking about memories of my childhood? And we were like, I was oh, like, whoa, what? dude. <laughs> I think that was me and Jasmine there. I don't think you were there for that. Were you there? I think it was me and Jasmine. And I think I looked at her like, like she looked, she like immediately looked over at me. I feel like I've been in situations like that with her before, though. Where she'll just shoot me a look, like, okay, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Jasmine, Jasmine is play. great to have in social situations, man. She picks up on it. Yeah. She, 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 she gets queen. uh, whew, talk about those the crimes of passion. Ja- we, I have, I guess, way more patience. I guess Jasmine just skips to the end. She's like, this person sucks. Let me just, let me, I'm just gonna feel this right now. Uh huh. If the, yeah. if you uh, don't impress Jasmine, you will. Well, there's it's a very small chance that you'll impress her in the future. <laughs> First impressions yep. are essentially everything. Because Jasmine is the plot. Queen. She's not wrong though. She she's can, not yeah, wrong. She's, a lot of the time, she has a good track record. Yeah, she can read a plot, and she knows she knows what stage you are in your life right now based on your actions, and she knows where that character goes in the future. That's how that's yeah. how Jasmine's brain works. And if she doesn't like where like she, you're like, oh, you're on chapter fourteen of this type of book. Uh uh-uh, uh, nope. I'm not, dip- <laughs> I'm not dipping in until chapter 26. Uh, Peace. Well, this has been conversations for our grandkids. Uh, now I miss Jasmine. I just miss Jasmine. Tell her I said hi. I know. She's working, man. I'm not happy about this. Oh, but this has been conversations for our grandkids. Let us know what you think. Not happy because uh, right I miss her. I'm, I'm uh, happy that she is uh, an independent working woman, to be clear. Oh, I don't oh, want shit. any fucking okay, I didn't even SJWs oh. fucking. Oh, no. I'm glad she's I am making not money, happy man. about this. It's just because I miss her. Valuable <laughs> baking time being wasted. <laughs> Who's going to pour my drinks? <laughs> uh, write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review on Stitcher. It's conversations for our grandkids. Tweet us. Uh, tweet us. Tweet us. It's convo for grandkids. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jasmine's also been uh, assisting us with that Twitter, too. So look out for Jasmine's, Jasmine's been tweet. running the Twitter. The Twitter's <laughs> gone insane. It's the best, but you definitely should follow it. it the Twitter has just become explosive and like, whoa. <laughs> That's, it's mostly Jasmine. It's mostly it's Jasmine. Mostly Jasmine. Yeah. yeah, but it's still worth checking out. Or so check out Jasmine on Twitter at <laughs> And also, we'll uh, make sure we uh, still let you know when there's new conversations coming through there. I think that's the hell yeah. So uh, I feel better. Say it, goddamn. Say I feel it. Better. I feel better. Yes. Satisfied.